and welcome to episode number 16 of the Book More Jewish Weddings podcast. Today, our word of the week is makitza. Let's start today with a quiz. What do you think a makitza is? McDonald's just came out with a new pizza burger. Do you think it's a McPizza? Or perhaps it's the highly skilled person who repairs your vehicle, the mechanic. Or maybe it's Yiddish for where McKee's at, McKee's Or more realistically, it's a divider separating men from women during prayer. Well, if you guessed this last one, a divider separating men from women during prayer, you are correct. Today, we're going to talk about dividers and beliefs, both in Judaism and in your business. As a Catholic farm girl in Minnesota, I certainly never expected to ever be the Jewish party maven. But 4,400 parties and 26 years later, I am indeed an expert at Jewish parties. I am fiercely committed to helping the best vendors book more parties in this amazing, lucrative, and incredibly loyal Jewish party market. Let's go. Let's talk about this word, makitza. Orthodox Jews believe that men should be separate from women during prayer and for dancing. Men and women both come to services, but they pray in separate areas. They are divided by a wall or a curtain or glass. Whatever that divider is, it's called a makitza. The Reform and Conservative Jews usually permit men and women to pray together. This is a word just for the Orthodox Jewish world. So, let's do this the Jewish party maven way. Let's say it, see it, and save it by using it. So, say it. Makitza. Say it with me. Makitza. It's spelled M as in mother, E, C like Charlie, H, I, T like Tom, Z like zoo, A, H like Hannah. Makitza. As with most Jewish words, there are lots of ways to spell it, but this is the most common. Because there can be a makitza on the dance floor, we're going to use that old DJ trick. Say it again, louder. Makitza. You've got this. Step two, let's see it. To see this one, we're going to have to talk a little bit about kosher foods. If you're a regular listener to this podcast, then you already know that kosher rules do not ever permit the mixing of meat and dairy in the same meal. Kosher rules also forbid the consumption of pork. Orthodox Jews keep kosher, so they would never, never, ever eat a pepperoni pizza. Orthodox Jews use a makitza to separate men and women during prayer. So, let's tie the two together. Remember how visualization is such a powerful technique? Well, let's do it again. Close your eyes and visualize all the Orthodox men praying on the left side of the shul and all the women praying on the right side of the shul. The divider separating them is made from stacks and stacks of pepperoni pizza. It's ma pizza. I mean, makitza. Orthodox Jews would never eat pepperoni pizza. They would never eat meat and cheese together. They would also not cross the makitza to be on the other side. Men stay on their side. Women stay on their own side. They do not cross ma pizza 
I mean, Makitsa. I think it's funny. I know I have a sad sense of humor, but we'll roll with it. Step three, save it in your brain. Makitsa is Hebrew for division or partition. It is commonly used to describe the barrier put between men and women in the synagogue or on the dance floor. Historically, the divider was put in place to preserve modesty and to help maintain attention without the distraction of the opposite sex. A mahitza can be made of almost anything. Flowers, wood, chalkboards, ribbons, pipe and drape, shelving, plants. Like I said, almost anything. The makitsa set up at services is sometimes a permanent divider. Sometimes it's more portable. The official policy is that it has to be high enough to effectively block out any communication between the men and the women. Technically, it should be shoulder height, which is defined somewhere, somehow, as 66 inches high. The makitsa is there to provide men with a greater opportunity to focus on their prayers rather than on the attractive women in the room. By now, perhaps you're dismissing the makitsa as some old custom that's misogynist and has no place in modern society. Well, let's talk about this a bit. Yes, the makitsa keeps men and women separate, but that doesn't make it a bad thing. It allows men to focus on their learning and on what's important to their growing. What if you had something in your business that would help you focus on learning and growing? What if you had something in your business that would help save you from distractions? That would be pretty awesome, right? I don't know about you, but I suffer from a serious case of shiny object syndrome. I always have to check out the latest and greatest system. In the Christian world, it is now 2021. In the Jewish calendar, this is now 5781. Keeping men separate from women for prayer is a fundamental tenet of Orthodox Judaism. This belief has helped Judaism survive for nearly six centuries. It's working for them. What about you? Which of your beliefs are working for you? Which are helping you and which are hurting you? Which of your beliefs have not been tested in the last few years and might be outdated or based on what worked for your parents and might not be serving you well at all in your business today? It is important to have beliefs that help, not hinder you from achieving your goals. In the Jewish world, the number seven has some significance. It took seven days to create the earth. The menorah has seven lamps. The bride circles the groom seven times. So let's talk about seven of the beliefs that you might have. Are they helping you or hurting you? The first of these beliefs is a belief that you have to finish your work before you can play. Did you grow up being told you had to finish your work before you can play? Think about that for a minute. As an entrepreneur, are you ever actually finished working? I know I could go to my office now and work for at least six weeks solid day and night and never, ever be finished working. There will always be something else to do. 
What if I took that belief seriously and would not play until my work was done? Wow, talk about a life out of balance. Work is important, of course, but play is important too. You need to find the right balance. How about this belief? I have to do the easiest things first. I can't handle the harder things until I've had my coffee or a glass of wine or two. Is that what you believe? Do you have something that you need to do, but it's so hard that you keep putting it off? Brian Tracy has a book called Eat That Frog. His basic premise is that you should not try to get everything done. Instead, if you start your day getting the most important tasks done, you will see some real progress. There's an old saying that if the first thing you do each morning is eat a live frog, you'll have the satisfaction of knowing you're done with the worst thing you'll have to do all day. For Tracy, eating a frog is a metaphor for tackling your most challenging task, but also the one that can have the greatest positive impact on your life. So, what's your most important task? Maybe that's the one you should be doing first thing in the morning. Belief number three. Do you believe you're just not lucky? (laughs) Thomas Jefferson once said, I'm a great believer in luck, and I find that the harder I work, the more I have of it. The better my luck is. We make our own luck with the decisions we make and the actions we take. What are you doing today to create your own luck? You're here listening to this podcast, so clearly you're willing to invest in yourself to keep growing. Sounds like you're creating some good luck and finding new clients right there. When your new Jewish clients call, you'll be lucky enough to understand their vocabulary and their traditions. You will have created your own luck. I'm not saying bad things don't happen. Of course they do. But the vast majority of things are because you made them happen. You made your own luck. The fourth belief is that you can't take risks because you might fail. Oh my gosh. When you learned how to walk, you didn't just stand up one day and walk across the entire room. Likely you struggled for weeks. Falling, getting up, falling again, getting up again. Can you imagine if you had given up the first time you fell? Or the second time? Or the third? Of course you kept trying. You had a goal, and you tried and tried and tried until you reached that goal. Sometimes in a job interview, they ask, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? So, I'm going to ask you, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Would you solve world poverty? Would you invent a new vaccine? Would you travel the world? Well, maybe your goals are more short-term. Would you call that client to see if she wants a larger package? Would you raise your prices? Would you start a new business? Of course it's scary to take risks, but most of us learn far more from our mistakes than we'd care to admit. So perhaps instead of asking, what if I fail? We should be asking, what if I succeed? How awesome would that be? The fifth belief is you can't outsource because you're the only one who can do it right. 
Is that you? Likely you became an entrepreneur because you're really good at something. Most florists became florists because they love flowers. Most caterers are good cooks. Most photographers started by taking great photos. But then you built a business and suddenly you needed to be wearing lots of hats. You were the bookkeeper, the social media guru, the marketing agent, the salesman, the purchasing agent, the inventory manager, the technology expert, and lots more. Sure, you've got some skills, but what are you not good at? Where do you need some help? Trying to do it all is likely leaving you exhausted and ineffective. What do you need to do? What can you outsource so that you can focus on what you do best, on what you actually enjoy? The sixth belief is one I hear over and over. You just need to work harder. Really? Work harder? Is that the best you got? Is that really what you think? That is you just working more hours, more hours, thinking that if you just work more hours, you'll make more money. Thinking that if you just work harder, people will discover you and you'll be rich. (laughs) All successful businesses are based on systems. So what systems do you have in place? What systems are you lacking that are costing you time and headspace? Sometimes it really is about working smarter, not harder. The seventh belief is that you'll never reach your goals. Have you ever actually set goals? Of course you have. Are you making decisions that help you reach your goals? Or are your beliefs sabotaging you? You know the old saying that if you don't know where you're going, then any old road will take you there? Well, set some goals. Believe in yourself. It's amazing what one person is actually capable of accomplishing. What are your big outrageous goals for the year? What tiny steps can you take toward reaching those goals? What people do you need in your life to reach those goals? What support systems? You need a support system of family. You need a support system of friends. You need a business support system too. Wayne Gretzky once said that you miss 100% of the shots you never take. You have to take risks to meet your goals. Well, there you have it. Seven beliefs that likely are not helping you be your best in your business. Yet you still hold on to them. How is that serving you? I think you deserve better. If one of your goals is to grow your Jewish wedding business, you're taking an important step by learning the traditions important to your new Jewish clients. In my party business as a red coat lady, I get asked all the time, who are the best vendors? I'd love to have you on my vendor list. Go to my website, Jewish Party Maven, and download our new cheat sheet, the 12 Jewish words the best vendors know. And then check out our courses. We want you to be on our best vendors list. All right, let's do a review. This week's word is makitza. Say it, makitza. See it. The women are on one side of the dance floor, the men are on the other. Between them are stacks and stacks of pepperoni pizza. 
the Orthodox Jews would never touch Mapitza, and they won't cross Makitza either. Save it. For centuries, the Orthodox Jews have followed the belief that to focus on their prayers and their learning, they must be free from distractions. They put up a makitza in their synagogue to prevent the men from being distracted by the women. Well, perhaps it's time you put up your own makitza. Put up your own barrier to distractions and focus on what is truly important to you and to your business. Brendan Burchard says, I'm not interested in your limiting beliefs. I'm interested in what makes you limitless. Let's hear that again. I'm not interested in your limiting beliefs. I'm interested in what makes you limitless. Wow, that's amazing. Mazel tov. You've learned a new word and you are one step closer to gaining the trust of your new Jewish clients. If you'd like to learn more, follow me on Facebook or Insta at the Jewish Party Maven. I really appreciate your feedback about the show. I've told you reviews are like gold with clients and reviews are like gold with podcasts too. So all you rock stars, leave me a review. Then join me next Wednesday for another episode of the Jewish Party Maven. Wait a minute. Another episode of the Book More Jewish Weddings podcast. You're in for a real treat. I was lucky enough. Yes, I made my own luck by reaching out and asking. Lucky enough to get Alan Berg to be a guest for next week. He gives a mini masterclass in sales, and you're not going to want to miss it. Thanks for listening. See you next week.